On today's insights, what takes a brand's social media from good to great? Database management. How can you better interact with your candidate pool? In three ways companies are wasting their recruitment budgets. Insights is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you ever wish you had an easier way to sell your staffing services? Do you wish more qualified candidates would apply to your jobs? It's time to stop wishing and start doing. Let Haley Marketing create a roadmap for your company. We'll talk with you about your goals, determine the best marketing strategies for your business, and then give you an outline of everything you need to do to succeed in this market. And the best part, it's completely free. If you'd like a marketing roadmap for your staffing company, give us a call at 888-696-2900 or email us at info at haleymarketing.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights. Tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, 2021, buddy, how are we feeling? Hi, Brad. We're feeling great. You know, and I wish a happy new year to our listeners, even though we're, we're a couple weeks in here to January, but it's, it's exciting to be back after refreshing and, and recharging the, ba- the batteries through the, the end of December there. If you're new to Insights, we want to welcome you to this show. If you're a avid listener, we want to welcome you back to another episode And as we get started here, I want to walk through really quick what you can expect from Insights this year as we move forward into 2021. You know, Matt and I are committed to bringing you one new episode every other week throughout the year. So that's going to be 26 episodes talking about digital marketing, recruitment marketing, and what we're seeing at Haley Marketing for staffing and recruitment firms. We're going to bring you industry trends. We're going to bring you data and content and what we're seeing on the front lines of digital and recruitment marketing. And we're going to bring you our insights and the insights from Team Haley. Now, that's another commitment for you. We're going to bring you 12 guests this year. We're going to bring on different team members from Haley Marketing Site. You're not just listening to Matt and I talk about what we think is working in digital and recruitment marketing. You're going to get to hear it firsthand from Team Haley. And there's one more promise If you look at HaleyMarketing.com and you go to the Ask Haley blog, along with thousands of other pieces of content that our team has put together and continues to put together, you're going to get one transcript from Insights every Friday. So if you go to HaleyMarketing.com and you check out the Ask Haley blog, every Friday you're going to get a fresh transcript so that you can see and read and again, listen to another episode of Insights or a segment from Insights. We're going to bring you that as well. So Matt, it's going to be a great year, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to sharing our insights on these topics for today's show. You ready to get started? We're ready to go. All right, let's do it. What takes a brand's social media from good to great? Matt, as we look at social media in 2021, there are certainly things that every brand can do to go from good to great. You and I broke it down into four sections. And Matt, to get us started, why don't I outline those? Sure. So if you want to take your brand's social media presence from good to great, Matt and I think you have four things to focus on. The first, purpose. The second, personalization. 
The third, consistency. And the fourth, community. Matt, let's break those down. So if we get started with purpose, if you're a listener of Insights, you've heard us say time after time, every post has to have a purpose. If you want to take your social media from good to great, you need to be purpose-driven. You need to know why you're posting everything you're posting, and you need to make sure that it has a specific purpose. Matt? Yeah, the content needs to have that purpose because you need to know what your audience wants to hear. Like what content do they want to engage with, to consume, to learn about? I also think as you were sharing that was knowing the algorithms and understanding that too. And a specific example here is with LinkedIn. And every time I go to LinkedIn right now on my phone, most of the time or on my desktop, the posts aren't just from that day. They're four, five, six days old. So in this specific example, when you're posting a piece of content, the purpose behind it might be to have it last for a week because people don't log in every week. The algorithm is pushing content for an extended period of time. So what can you create that's a really good post? What's the purpose behind that post to reach your audience for an extended period of time? You want to reach your audience. You want to talk to their pain points. You want to talk to their challenges. You want to make sure that if people are following you, whether that's candidates, clients, prospects, they know why they're following you. What will they see when you post content? What is your purpose and what is your value to them? You know, you're not a sports team. You're not entertainment. You're not restaurants, right? You're a staffing or recruitment firm. So what value, what purpose do you bring to the social media ecosystem? And does every post that you're posting or publishing rather have that follow that specific purpose? Matt, let's talk about personalization. For me, it's having branding. It's having some customization, showcasing your team. It's showcasing your unique values and and who you are as an organization but it's personalizing that content so that it's unique to you. And you're not just another Forbes Inc or entrepreneur sharing and repurposing somebody else's content. It's content that when we see it in the feed, like for scrolling on our phones, I may not read it every day or whenever a company or a brand posts that content, but I know it's there. I know what your values are. I know what your branding is. If you get really good with your advertisements, it might speak directly to your audience. I know Brad and I, it was been maybe a year or two ago, there was a financial company that was saying mistakes, financial mistakes made by 34-year-olds or for Brad, you know, 28-year-olds or 29-year-olds. Pennyhoarder.com. It was, they created personalization and content that spoke directly to that audience. So what can you do to really personalize every piece of your profile, of your page, of your posts, of the people sharing that content to really articulate and explain your brand. To get started, it might be as simple as adding your logo or adding part of your color scheme to those featured images. So that it's not just another standard now hiring image or another standard featured image from a, a free site like Unsplash or Pexels, but adding your, lo- your, your logo or your colors on top of that. It might be showcasing your team on a weekly basis. Maybe it's showcasing your specific testimonials and showcasing what people have said about you, but it's having that very personalized touch 
to your social media and not just being another content hub that is repurposing other people's content. The third, to take your brand social media from good to great is consistency. You need to be consistent with what you're posting, when you're posting, how you're posting. You think through consistency, it's making sure that you're posting every other day, every two days, whatever works for you, right? If you're going to go to the gym, you're going to have a a very structured workout schedule. Your social media strategy should be the same. What can you commit to in 2021? Is it every other day? Is it every two days? Is it every day? What can you commit to? And then it's also being consistent, Matt, I think in that brand voice. It's being consistent in how you're sharing what you're sharing. And it's having a specific tone to the, to the content that you're sharing and that you're producing. The consistency in producing content, I come back to that a lot. Because when I started sharing LinkedIn Matt Minute videos a couple years ago, I just did it and did it and did it continually. And then when I went to visit um, a company once, they are talking about, yeah, you're just so consistent with your content. And I was like, oh, didn't really ever think of that. But it's also now in the back of my mind when I don't create content. So as you said, Brad, create a goal and stick to it, but don't overshoot that goal because now it's January when this podcast is getting taped and it's the easiest time, you know, right? New Year's resolutions and all of that to create a new goal and say, I'm going to create a new piece of content every single day. That's 365 pieces of content that you want to be good not just to be another check mark on your list. And building off that, the consistency in the brand, if you truly believe in your message in your company or whatever you're, you're presenting on, that should be easy, but keep it in the back of your mind to always stay consistent because someone may be listening to you for the 50th time. They be, could be listening to you for the first time. So continue to find ways to be consistent with that message and constantly share it. Let's wrap this up with community. Social media is a community. It is an active ecosystem of people talking and listening and responding and and sharing their thoughts and their takes. So when we think about taking your brand social media from good to great in 2021, you need to be a part of that community. You need to listen. You need to respond and you need to react to what your prospects, your candidates, your applicants are saying. If people are messaging you in Facebook, if people are commenting on Facebook, you need to be human and respond to those. If people are reaching out on LinkedIn or, or you're seeing questions in groups, join the conversation, be human, join that conversation and let people know that you're a part of the community and you're not just using social media as that megaphone. The community also, right? It's, it's social media, it's people helping people, but that community during you know, this pandemic quarantine era, I think helps too. Right. We're not, most people aren't seeing as many people physically as they were before. So that sense of community is great. And, you know, Facebook groups are big with that. You know, you'll start to build a community if you're consistent with the message and really have purpose behind your posts. So it's, you want to be able to reach a really wide audience, but starting small and building that small sense of community will help you grow your following and grow your messaging and help you achieve your goals. So what does it take to have your brand's social media go from good to great? Purpose, personalization, consistency, community. Matt, let's talk about database management. 
how can you better interact with your candidate pool? We see it time after time at Haley, and I'm sure you see it probably more than I do with recruitment marketing. When an organization is hiring, oftentimes, instead of going back to that candidate pool that they've already developed, that they've already worked towards managing and growing and building, an organization lists that job another time, they get a whole new list of candidates or a whole new list of applicants, and they go back to that new candidate acquisition. How can we be smarter with that outreach and actively use our candidate pool in 2021? Each staffing company has a database unique to it. No other company has that database. So as you've grown that over weeks, months, years, we need to keep it nurtured. We need to keep it warm by constantly sharing content with them, providing value to them. So you're staying top of mind when the, the members of that database, if it's on the candidate side, let's say, are ready to look for a new job or their assignments up at your competitor or whatever the, the trigger point, the case may be, keep sharing content with them. Keep, keep reaching out to them through different tactics to maintain your relationship with the contacts in your database. It's important. I mean, I'm not actively looking for a job every single month, right? Let's, let's kind of role play here for a second. If I'm an applicant, I'm not actively looking for a job every single month, but I've maybe applied with your organization a year ago, six months ago, having that consistency in front of me lets me know that when I am ready to look for my next job, I should come back to you instead of your local competition or just go out and, and search the monsters or the indeeds of the world. So Matt, if we want to talk about how to actively manage that database, I think there's a few things that we can do. The first is going back to email marketing and continuing to use email as a way to get in front of your candidate database. It's as cost-effective a tactic as there can be. If you had 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 people in your database, you know, combine that ability to distribute to a large amount of people, try to personalize it a little bit, and you have a very simple and effective way to stay top of mind, to stay in front of your audience for when they're ready to convert with you. And that could be sending things like top jobs. It could be reaching out to your, your candidate pool and sharing resources. Maybe it's great blog content that you've written about career development. Maybe it's just a seasonal mailing and every quarter you send a, a random check-in, but it's a, a seasonal template and it's a happy holidays or a, hey, here's the 2021 type of content. But it's a way for you to continue to stay at the top of that individual's mind. Matt, related to email is text messaging. It's using text messages to reach out to that candidate pool, just see how things are going. Again, maybe share top jobs, share those seasonal drop-ins, or just reach out and say, hey, how are things going? It has the highest open rate, so it's a tactic that can't yep. be ignored. And it's becoming more common in the industry. I, I hear it more often, you know, companies you can work with to text, you know, or does it integrate with your ATS soft with your applicant tracking system software and what can you do to share that content and the content for all of these different tactics we're sharing can't be exactly the same right your content in that email message can't be exactly the same as the text messaging as you know some of the other tactics we're going to talk with because you're limited to probably 160 characters whatever the number of characters is that's allowed by the FCC so you want to make sure you're making it quick hitting just to check in 
with some content, if it's a new high paying job opening in the area that could pique someone's interest because they're going to open it. They're going to open your text message. So anything you send them will be seen to keep you in front of them consistently. I don't want to say it's a guaranteed open rate, but I've seen data that shows text messages for the most part opened uh, within the first three minutes. And I think it's 90% of them are open in the first three minutes of being received. If you look at an email and, and this isn't anything against email and this isn't a comparison, right? But Email, maybe you have a, a 10 to a 15% open rate. Text messaging, you, you, you absolutely need to consider it as a, a means of staying in front of that candidate pool. If 90% of text messages are being read in the first three minutes, it's almost a guaranteed way to get in front of that candidate pool. Matt, what about asking for testimonials? So you have this candidate database actively staying in front of them to see how they're doing, see how your service has been working for them, how your service has been performing for them. If you have a database of associates out on assignment, seeing how those assignments are going, seeing how your team has been doing with those individuals, I think you need to actively stay in front of your candidate database by just soliciting testimonials. Yeah, the two ways testimonials can work here is one to ask, right? We have to be proactive in asking for testimonials because we leave testimonials more often in a negative situation than a positive situation. So it's okay to ask for those positive ones. And the other way, when you're asking for those testimonials with your database is make it easy. Make it easy for them to leave a testimonial. If it's a text response, if it's a video response, however you want them to leave that testimonial on a Facebook, a Google, and indeed a Glassdoor, or to respond to your recruiters with a video, make it very simple for them and really reduce that friction to make it, a very simple, easy to use process to gather that testimonial and don't make them frustrated when you have a happy customer or client or candidate on the other end. That's exactly right. And, and the last idea that I have is to show them advertisements. So you have this candidate database, surround that database with ads on Facebook, on LinkedIn, in Google's display network. Show those advertisements for your organization have those billboard ads running so that people consistently are surrounded by your brand. So again, when they are active and ready to find their next assignment or their next job, they know to come to you. They've seen your brand. It's in front of them so much that they are remembering it. They're constantly being reminded of your organization, of your services, of your offerings. Surround that database with advertisements. If you're looking at managing your candidate database in 2021, think through different marketing tactics that you can deploy, whether that's email, text, asking for reviews, showing advertisements through pay-per-click advertising, using social media, or simply being human and reaching out one-to-one. And of course, if you need a hand with any of this, we would love to chat. You can reach out to our team. You can reach out to Matt or I. We'd love to talk with you about how you can actively and proactively manage that candidate database in 2021. Matt, let's talk about recruitment marketing. Three ways companies are wasting their recruitment budgets in 2021. Let's get us started here, bud. Yeah, we see one of the things we see a lot is with companies that are spending at least $2,000 a month on the job boards. There's a lot of wasted spend out there and in continually, you know, everyone's reevaluating their budgets all the time and want to get as much ROI out by 
do being better with time and money, I want to dig into the three different ways that companies are wasting spend right now. And I think the first one is kind of simple. You're just, we see companies setting the wrong budget and it's a budget that's been set without a very technical process or formula or really reasoning behind it to help you meet, to help companies meet recruitment goals. And it could just be a job board rep saying, okay, you have this many jobs. Let's just do $3,000 or $5,000, or you want to advertise a little bit more, increase it to $9,000. So it's really finding a ways to use software and technology, I think, to, to help you set that budget, to understand if you need 20 applications, you have 10 jobs. So that's 200 applications and they each cost $10. That's how you get to $2,000. Really create a formulaic way to set that right budget so that it's helping you meet your business goals. The second way I think that companies are not using their budgets correctly is they're not testing enough job titles. And this is in all digital marketing too, right? It takes time to conduct A-B testing. And by A-B testing, we mean if you have a job that's posted, you know, let's talk about one of, you know, like an RN job, you know, you could test, post it as an RN job. You could post it as a registered nurse job. You could post it as those two different examples, right? You have your A example as an RN, a B example as a registered nurse. And the reason companies aren't doing this is it takes time, right? It takes time to conduct research for those different job titles to implement them on the job boards. It takes time for them to just manually conduct that work. So you want to be able to have some software or technology that can help you try some different titles and then look at the data to make better decisions. It's, it's similar, I'm sure, to what you see, Brad, with, with SEO or digital marketing. You know, How can you try different blog titles, social media posts, or even you know, with email, subject lines is a really big A-B testing market just to get someone to open that, that email. The same thing happens in the job title world with recruitment budgets. We've talked about increasing the value of your job titles on insights in the past. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. So you can listen to that episode. It was titled what makes a great job title, Matt, all the way back in episode 20. Uh, so Matt hit us with your third tip here. The third one I think is just to eliminate wasted spend. It's to make sure once you set that budget that we talked about in the first point here to use it the right way. An example, you know, one of our, our case studies from 2020 was a company that had, you know, a $3,000 budget. Um, it was actually $3,500 internally. And they were getting around, you know, 500, they were getting 560-ish applications a month. And when we started to help them eliminate that wasted spend and reallocate their budget better, their applications went up by 61%. So they had over 900 applications a month. Their job board spend went down 13%. So we were we only made almost $500 from their monthly budget. What did we do? We helped them make sure their job, their budget was allocated to the right jobs, right? So this is an industrial client. So they needed a different budget amount for, you know, the entry-level warehouse jobs versus their skilled trade jobs versus their maintenance mechanic jobs. They needed different budgets for their different geographic regions. So we helped them reduce or eliminate that wasted spend and get more out of their budget, right? We got them more applications for less money. And I think companies aren't really digging into that data 
because they don't have the software, they don't have the technology to help them make those data-driven decisions faster than any human can. So the common theme for me in all three of these steps is you know, using technology to help companies get more out of that recruitment budget because dollars are getting counted more and more these days in, in the you know, tough economic and the pandemic. So what can you do to really focus on these three areas to reduce the wasted money in your budget? It's make sure you're setting the budget correctly, implement a way to test new job titles and eliminate wasted spend from that budget. Matt, if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, I don't even know if we're wasting our budget. I know we have a contract. It seems to be working, but I don't know if there's any waste. How can you get involved? How can we get involved? What can, what can we do to help that situation? You know, we'd love to just have a chat and reach out to me through LinkedIn, through email and, you know, share your budget with us and we'll help you quickly determine what's working well, what needs improvement and to help create that plan for how, if you want to implement programmatic job advertising, which is what the software is, or just how to help you reach your recruitment goals the right way by setting the right budget, by implementing some new technology and allocating that budget correctly to help your recruiters meet their goals so you can fill all of those unopened job orders that companies have right now. And the best part is you still maintain that control on your end. You don't turn the keys over. You reach out to a company that can help you with the software and really find ways to, to program software to give you more time and money and give you more time to talk to those applicants. As we get wrapped up here in this episode of Insights, I want to walk through one more time our commitment to you in 2021. First, Matt and I promise to drop 26 episodes of Insights, the podcast in 2021. Those will drop every other week. You could subscribe to Secrets of Staffing Success on your preferred podcast player to make sure you get those as soon as they drop. We'll also be bringing on 12 team members of Haley Marketing to make sure that we are not just sharing our insights, but that you're getting the collective insights from Team Haley. And if you head over to HaleyMarketing.com and you check out the Ask Haley blog, every Friday you'll see a transcript from the show so that you can also get your tips and best practices on a weekly basis. That's our commitment to you. Matt, looking forward to looking back on this uh, segment here at the end of the year to make sure that we stuck to that. If there's any questions that you have for us, anything you want to hear us talk about on Insights, we'd love to know. You can shoot us a message and we will make sure that we add that to the lineup for 2021. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You could check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.